here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Breaking news, the rating for Raw is likely to fall at 2.7 or 2.8. Sting versus Flair did a 5-4. Jeff Hawkins. This is a joke. I'm going to kick your butt when I, once I get bail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. There ain't no stopping us now. We celebrate <laughs> on the floor. Top down, we're ready to go. To all the people across every nation. Turn it up and give me some more. Balloon guy! Oh, yes. It is episode 100 of Shake Them Ropes. That, of course, the sultry tones of our co-host Jeff Hawkins. <laughs> Because what I thought I would do, what I thought I would do here today, Jeff, it only took 100 episodes, but it was finally time to give you your very own open. I'll never sing again (laughs) because I know it will be attached to music and played throughout the internet. So maybe I'll do do Sasha Banks in a few weeks. Maybe maybe that would be a a better one uh, for you there. And we are here, Rob McCarron, Jeff Hawkins. It is Shake Them Ropes, episode 100. Today, we have a couple of shows happening this weekend that we're going to talk about. WWE SummerSlam on Sunday, the four-hour spectacular, and NXT TakeOver, the two-hour baby brother on Saturday night. Uh, We are joined, as some of you may have heard during that little intro, a couple of laughs in the background. Probably the only time we've ever been funny on this show, Jeff. Only time you've ever been funny. That's true. That is true. And I needed you to do it for me, but... uh, We have a couple of guests on the line to help us wade through the six hours of WWE programming this weekend. Uh, First, I want to introduce Markeia McCarty, host on AfterBuzz TV, at Markeia McCarty on Twitter. Markeia, how are you today? Uh, I am great, especially after that theme song. Oh my goodness, Jeff. I'm going to think Balloon Guy all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We can can maybe make Balloon Guy a thing, Jeff. I think that might be your, uh, if we ever go into the t-shirt business. My hook. You balloon guy, Jeff Hawkins. Uh, also joining us today, Chris True, at Chris True on Twitter, comedian, uh, manager at Anarchy and Inspire Pro Wrestling, and the self-proclaimed Pro Wrestling's future manager of the decade. Chris, thank you for joining us. Oh, I am so excited. I ha- I'm, I just stood up. I've been in my big chair, my, my big fancy chill-out, relaxed chair that I have specially outfitted for times like this just for me to stand up and walk up to the computer, open up Skype, and have an amazing conversation. I'm so pumped to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you both for joining us. We're happy to have you, of course, and it's a a pretty big weekend we have going on. We're going to start with NXT TakeOver and then go into the main event of SummerSlam. Uh, What I wanted to go through first, because Jeff and I were talking about this as we were getting both of you on the line for the show here, is that the U.S. Bank uh, Stadium in Minneapolis is either finishing being built this year uh, for the Vikings complex or whatever the case may be, but... 
there was a video that they showed in the arena today that WrestleMania is going to be one of their future events. And all the talk has been that WrestleMania in 2017 will be in Minneapolis. Uh, Markia, Chris, have you two traveled to different WrestleManias that maybe haven't been in your backyards? Have you ever gone maybe cross country for a WrestleMania? We'll start with you, Chris. So I am based in New Orleans, Louisiana, the city that I feel should host every WrestleMania for the rest of time. And so I was definitely at WrestleMania 30. And I also happened to be at WrestleMania X7, not 17, X7 in Houston, Texas. But that's as far as I've gone. That's just a five and a half hour drive. But honestly, you guys, I would drive, I would drive to the moon to see WrestleMania because I love it so much. And I, 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 I'm happy for Minneapolis. I'm happy for their new football stadium. Uh, but, but really, let's be honest, every WrestleMania should be in New Orleans for the rest of time. It's the best host city of all sports. For the rest of time, New Orleans. Marquia, would you go to what is possibly going to be a cold weather WrestleMania? Uh, well, I've, uh, I was a military kid, so I've spent a lot of my childhood in cold weather uh, environments. So that's not the deal. But it's like, why not continue to have it in California? <laughs> Everything's here. Everything. You know, I love yeah, and it's uh, interesting this year, too, because now SummerSlam, which has been in Los Angeles the last few years, is going to New York. Big, obviously, media market and everything, but not what they've traditionally done over the last couple of years. Uh, but WrestleMania, it looks like the precedent is they want the big stadiums more so than they want, like, the best weather or the easiest locale. Like, because when you were in California, when you were in Florida, pretty easy places to get to, and the fans were excited to go. Uh, obviously... Minnesota will sell out, I'm sure. They'll do really well. It just strikes me as odd that they would go to a cold-weather city uh, for some of those who are so used to, in the middle of March, going to a warm, vacation-y destination. Yeah, well, it's like I loved it when it was in California and, and uh, San Jose. Uh, I didn't go to the New Orleans one uh, simply because like, with the travel, I, I don't know. I, I, if they continue holding it like in Minneapolis... Mm-hmm. Um, then it's just, I guess I'm just going to have to do the whole WrestleMania party in LA with friends, maybe one time, one time do the traveling out there. But I guess for me, it's the experience with friends more than it is the experience in travel. Yeah. How many, have you been to a lot of WrestleManias or have you been to, uh, any of the ones that haven't been in California? No, I haven't been to any of the ones that haven't been in California, but I do watch them on the television. Yeah, <laughs> watch on the on for nine ninety nine. That's right, nine ninety nine. WWE Network. Jeff, uh, you and I, you're still thinking of going to the Dallas WrestleMania, right? Jeff. Yeah, I have my hotel booked. I just don't have plane tickets yet. Don't I'm have here. plane tickets. You can drive. A little road trip. Yeah, I could, but that'd be dumb. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still planning on going. All right. So uh, Dallas and then Minneapolis. So, uh, oh, man, it's going to smell if they don't do it later, late in April. You got your it's Delta connections, smelling. though. One way, Dallas to Minneapolis. You got your little Delta hubs there. I'm going to stay with Mookie. I'm going to call him up and see yeah. if I can stay yeah. in his basement. You call him up. But we're going to talk about NXT TakeOver uh, and WWE SummerSlam. Um, Marquia, the show that you're most looking forward to this weekend would be what? Oh, SummerSlam. Or do you mean like the match or which show? Oh, no, show. I, I wanted to get the show, but also, so SummerSlam is what you're lo- most looking forward to. Is there a particular match on that card that has you most intrigued? Or is it just the fact that this is one of the bigger events every year for WWE? Well, yeah. Well, SummerSlam in general is, uh, oh, God, what's not to like about this? And then obviously the one that uh, 
will be the one the one that I want a lot of time spent on, but I know it's not going to get it as much time as I want it to is Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker. Um, when we get to that portion of the show, I would love to really talk about that more. But oh, will. yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the matches that I'm really looking forward to for uh, SummerSlam is, um, what should we call it, uh, Wyatt Family back together mm-hmm. um, going up against, uh, you know, a part of the Shield. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm really interested in that one because I like all of those personalities. I love their moves. And I, I really like Bray and Luke being back together again. Chris, the, the show you're most looking forward to this weekend and why? I would love to say NXT because I'm loving it so much and it's just been a it's been a joy watching that brand grow but it's got to be SummerSlam yeah, and and I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to the WWE you know I'm I have many friends who have quit watching the product who just read recaps every now and then but I I look at this card for SummerSlam and I think to myself there's nothing that I mean, there's nothing that jumps out enough as like a as like a like a majorly important epic thing. Mm-hmm. Other than I guess I mean I I get the rematch has a has a bit of a zing to it, and I get the possibility of seeing a tying Flair's record has a has some has a little thing to it as well. But I feel like I feel like something really surprising might happen at SummerSlam. But then again, I'm also the guy that says that about every major WWE event, just holding out hope that something crazy will happen that none of us have thought of. So when I look at this card, I think maybe we'll get something shocking. Jeff, the show you're most looking forward to. I'm going contrarian. I'm going NXT. Uh, That card is fantastic. And the half we're going to see on Saturday, I think is going to be mostly great. Um, Bailey, I want to see what they do on the big stage in front of a sold-out crowd. But top to bottom, Balor Owens, Jushin Thunder Liger, and Breeze, and the man formerly known as Uha Nation, can't wait. Now I know. So you're most looking forward to NXT. Is mm-hmm. it a situation where I think every NXT special that's come along, because they've been three months apart for the most part, because they usually have you know a a bunch of fan favorites and really big matches that have been built up for three months, they haven't gone so close to WWE pay-per-views in the past as they are now. I mean, obviously it's the day before one of the major WWE pay-per-views. Is this the first time that you think a majority of fans who actually follow NXT and WWE are preferring the WWE show over? Cause I got to say, I'm more intrigued by WWE as well. I'm more intrigued by the SummerSlam card that we're about to get. You know, there's definitely interest in NXT, but three of the four of us are more looking forward to SummerSlam when maybe if these were three months or uh, maybe two weeks apart, and it wasn't quite a SummerSlam. Maybe it was any other pay-per-view except for WrestleMania. Would we be more excited for NXT? Like, is this the first time we haven't been? Um, no, I think I think what it is mostly, at least for, from my perspective, is three hours a week of Raw hyping these matches, hyping these matches, hyping these matches. And, it, and it's more of a thing where where I haven't been hit over the head with a hammer with the matches for NXT. And and plus, I just I just think they're going to be more engaging. I think they're going to give Owens more to do on the NXT card than against, say, Cesaro. So I mean, you know, SummerSlam is big. It's big and it's exciting. I'm I'm just being a little contrarian here. A little contrarian. Well, let's get into this NXT now. There's a, a question, real quick. Go though. for it. I'm kind of curious here. Um, because um, I'm obviously not as versed in NXT as I am in SummerSlam. I went to uh, the house show that was in Ontario like a couple of weeks ago that was here 
and California. And Owens uh, like opened up um, the show uh, with him. And then there was like this whole mic off with him and Jericho. Obviously Jericho like ruled that and ended up taking the mic away from Owens. And there was a match later on uh, with, uh, with Owens. And I, what's the huge awesomeness with Owens? Cause I didn't even see like the power bomb happen that mm-hmm. everybody's talking about there. So I'm just, I'm kind of wondering, I mean, it was a steel cage match. Cool. Hey Everybody guys. Was. Hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Just, I, I have this very bizarre emergency that just popped up via text. I have to go right now and I am super sorry about this. Man, we have, we have first of all, a, who is Kevin Owens followed by I'm out of here. Dude, this is not a bit. This is not a bit. I'm doing. I'm doing the opposite of a run in. I'm doing a run out right now. Um, I am so sorry. This is live. Hey, everybody. I apologize. I owe everyone a hundred dollars, but I just got a crazy text for a semi emergency, and I have to go. Get out of here. Bye. You all, so- <laughs> you all heard that he owes us a hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Like you, all, you all heard that. Yeah. Like I don't. Um, I don't know him very well, but I want my money. Yeah, I'll take it in a you know a PlayStation uh, gift card. So Kevin Owens, because well, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want like his life history. <laughs> no, 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 I just, no. I, I, I know he's KO, and, and I can sum it up in this way: like Kevin Owens was a guy who was on the independent scene for ten years and was a pretty big I, name in Ring of Honor. So all the fans who kind of follow NXT are generally fans who follow wrestling more than just what's on Monday nights on raw or what's on SmackDown. Like they're, you know, they're seeking it out specifically. So they know this guy. He's, he's like CM Punk when he came in, like this is a guy they know they like. So they want to follow him and cheer him on. Even if his character is not over, or even if, you know, Kevin Owens may not be portraying the same guy previously, they have this personal connection to him a little bit. So they want to cheer him on because they almost feel like this is a guy that we're going to make. And, right. This is this is the guy from the block kind of a thing because I know he's yes. New York. Like yes. he was in New York for like freaking forever. Like you know, going through the paces. He that in, makes oh, sense to me. Oh, and Marquis, he was in Ring of Honor for a while. He was teaming with the man now known as Sami Zayn, oh. uh, El Generico. He was known as Kevin Steen in the Indies. If you'd ever heard that name before, oh, I didn't. Yeah, okay. which, is, which is completely right. fine because most most who are watching these shows, there's a reason why WWE SummerSlam is going to get watched by you know. Many more people than NXT TakeOver because while NXT might be supplying buzz, there's still no names to a large percentage of the audience. So people who are now going to check out NXT on Saturday night or anytime in the future are going to be seeing these guys first in WWE and wondering exactly like you were, like what's special with these guys. And that's their job in NXT now is to try and get over what's special about them. uh, If they hope to make it in the WWE main roster, because it's not like it was 10 years ago where you just... Yeah. Bring a guy onto Raw and throw him out there, and you know, give him a big push. Like, say, here's the guy who's going to be the next main eventer. It's not like that. Like, right. you're, you're going to have to get yourself over in NXT. I actually find yeah. this fascinating to me because it, it's like it, it's it, it's great to hear fans who don't know who this guy was before NXT. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I, I, a lot of it makes sense to me now for him to like be going up against Finn Balor, like. Mm-hmm. He's there's a possibility that he's gonna he's gonna have a belt like the NXT Championship belt going into SummerSlam when he's uh, against who is it uh, Cesaro and that's just like that was really interesting to me so thanks for the background I do appreciate that yeah not a problem at all um, you know a lot of these guys are gonna be people that you would hope 
if they ever make it to WWE, they portray themselves a big deal. I think that's why, too, when Kevin Owens came up on the main roster, they had him beat John Cena right away. Because, like, this is a guy who has a lot of buzz. We want to support that buzz and make it grow so he's a big name on the main roster and not just a guy who, you know, was the former Kevin Steen. Um, Marquia, Kevin Owens now has been on Raw for a long time. You saw him in the house show and Chris Jericho outclassed him. Um, how impressed have you been or if have you not been impressed with Kevin Owens as he's been on TV working against guys like Cesaro, Randy Orton, and John Cena? Well, um... Like, is he still kind of a nobody? Do you, I mean, I know you yeah, didn't get the history, but yeah. is he, okay. I'm going to hurt a lot of fans' feelings then, and there's going to be like a lot of backlash. What does she know? But it's just like, yeah, I wasn't going up against the other personalities that were in that house show. Like, yeah, Cesaro was there. Um, and like I said, Jericho, and we had Rusev. We actually got Lana, you know, to give um, <laughs> Summer Rae a SmackDown. It's like when you go up against all that star power that's already had all that buzz behind it, you know, it's just, um, yeah, so I was underwhelmed, yeah. even when it came to the whole steel cage match thing. I'm more than willing, obviously, I will be watching both of these shows. And I'm more than willing to look at it with an on, uh, you know, more of a, an open eye. And, and that's really the job. I mean, Kevin Owens and Finn Balor are going to be going in a ladder match. And this is their opportunity for yourself or many fans out there, because you are not alone. I mean, those who know Kevin Owens' history in NXT and the Indies before are in the minority. I mean, that's just the way it is. So now Kevin Owens and Finn Balor are in this high important match and both of them have a chance to get their name out there. So let's talk about NXT. Let's start with this one just because we've been talking about Kevin Owens here for the last couple of minutes. The ladder match for the NXT championship. I think, Jeff, I have not been like right now, this very moment. I am leaning possibly towards Kevin Owens retaining this NXT championship and getting it back. Where do you stand on Finn Balor and Kevin Owens? You mean Kevin Owens winning the championship? Uh, regaining, yes, regaining, yes. not retaining, yes. Um, I, I think we're getting a coup de gras off the ladder and then <laughs> going up. Um, I no, I, I can't see that unless they're gonna. It's so weird because it feels like almost a demotion of sorts for Owens from from the main roster to be going back down there, and if they give him the title, sending him back down again. It, it, it's it's almost like they're hinting at that, but no, I, I just can't see him regaining the title in this slot. It's they got to do something with Balor. Uh, they gave him the title, give him the big win here, let him start cutting some promos. Maybe a bit of a screw job from a Tommy in some way hurts him, and maybe Owens does get the belt back. But I just I don't see it. I think Balor has to win this match. Marquia, the winner of the main event of the NXT Takeover Brooklyn will be who. Well, I think because um, I'm I'm gonna go from the whole uh, aspect of what's good for business. Uh, Kevin Owens is well; he's already gonna be part of SummerSlam. Uh, and from going with like what happened with Paige when she was like the ladies' NXT champion, and then she transferred over to uh, to WWE, and then it's like, hey, what happened to that belt? Oh yeah, it stays there. So just going from that, I think Finn Balor uh, has to retain. Okay. I mean, he has to. It would be a great match, though. Yeah, and you know what? I think I would be in the minority if I was picking Kevin Owens to win. It just seems odd. Like, if you go to WWE's website, you know, of the NXT roster versus the main roster, Kevin Owens is still on both. Like, he's been on every NXT show. He's been on the takeovers ever since beating John Cena. He's been on all the TVs ever since beating John Cena. It seems like this is one of those guys where it's going to be a hybrid. Like, he's not a main roster guy. He's an NXT guy and a WWE guy. And I could see him possibly, if he has nothing left to do after Cesaro, like maybe being in NXT. I'm just trying. 
You know, I, I think I just am, you know, trying to make sense of the reason why he's still down there. Because to me, it doesn't even make sense that he's still on the show. Right. Mm. Like, why isn't he just on SummerSlam? And why does he have to be still? There are plenty of other guys. You brought Samoa Joe in, you know, to be in a top guy and kind of pushed him down right away. It just seems odd to me that Kevin Owens is even still there. So I think there might be a chance that he wins this championship. But uh, you two are in the minor- or in the majority. I'm in the minority. Chris, uh, what do you think? Yeah. Okay, thanks. No. I, I think Finn Balor's going to win. Okay. That was a horrible Chris True impression. Oh. Was that balloon guy, Jeff? Was that yeah. balloon guy? <laughs> it might have been balloon guy. I was doing a balloon guy there. Sorry, Jeff, for stealing your gimmick there. That's quite all right. All right. Um, Marquia, are you familiar with a man known as Jushin Thunder Liger? Uh, well, I know that isn't this like one of the first times that he's going to be in the ring with, um, for NXT or something. I know Tyler Breeze mm-hmm. as I, I know his, his uh, character personality. I, I, um, was able to talk with him at, um, WrestleMania access, uh, this past one. But as far as Jushin is concerned, there seems to be a lot of buzz around him. Um, but is it that he, the first time, like a in-ring debut kind of a thing? It is the first time he will ever wrestle in WWE on an actual WWE proper show. Absolutely. And it's going to be in NXT. It's going to be in Brooklyn this Saturday. And of all people they chose to wrestle him, it is Tyler Breeze. Now, now Jushin Liger used to wrestle in WCW and he's a Japanese wrestling legend. But yes, most people going into the show will know who Tyler Breeze is and not Jushin Liger. Um, Does Jushin Liger come in and get the win or do they give the rub to Tyler Breeze? Marquia, do you think Tyler Breeze wins this match? I think because this is an in-ring debut and because we already know Tyler Breeze, we already know what he can do, um, I think Jushin's going to hand his ass to him. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I would really like to see that. I'm I'm interested in uh, that match, and I'm also interested in the Apollo Crews one. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, because I like in-ring debuts. I mean, why not? These people have been chomping at the bit, you know, and, you know, they've been training hard. They've been trying to get their character down and the mm-hmm. such. And I think they're just going to freaking stampede out the gate. So yeah. I'm excited for that. I, I love debuts. Like, debuts are, I think, my favorite thing about pro wrestling, period. Well, yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. De- coming up for the first time, the entrance music, like Chris Jericho debuting on Raw back in August of, what, 99, Jeff? That was, like, one of the biggest moments I still remember. Like, I love debuts. I'm the biggest oh, yeah. debut person. I'm going to love when 13,000 people in the Barclays Center are seeing Jushin Liger, and I'm going to love when 13,000 people are seeing Apollo Crews for the first time on a large scale, as Marquia said. Like, Apollo Crews is wrestling, of all people, Ty Dillinger, who both of us on our last show said there's no way that match was going to happen. (laughs) Perfect 10. Perfect 10. Like, you you bring up the perfect 10, and all of a sudden, he's going to lose to the new perfect 10. Maybe this was just a, a long way around getting Apollo Crews to, you know, he's the perfect guy. Ty Dillinger, no chance. Do you, what do you think about this Apollo Crews, Ty Dillinger stuff, Jeffrey? Oh, I was going to talk about Liger for a second, but no, I'm, uh, Dillinger's a big guy. He's been down at NXT for, gosh, what, close to a decade. It's been a <laughs> I mean, long time. He's, he's been, been there a while. Deep South wrestling days. Yeah. yeah and, been... you know, and Uha, you know, Uha, Apollo Crews, whatever we're calling him now. Um, we are calling him Apollo Crews, so let's just go with that. Um, you know, he's we, we already we already have Jeff. You need to get he's, on train. Thank you. Yeah. He's great. Um, he's great against big guys as well. I mean, judging from his PWG stuff against Brian Cage, I think this is going to be a fantastic debut. I'm also looking forward to Liger Breeze because I think you know even though Liger's pushing fifty, 
he's still great. And every time they re-debuted him in WCW, he was a big deal. And Breeze is a guy who can go and can and can bump and can flip and can do aerial stuff. I think it's going to be a great match. Yeah, I look forward to uh, if they ever bring Liger back Like every once in a while. It seems like this would be a perfect opportunity just to have him come in every once in a while on a takeover and, and work whoever the new top like junior cruiserweight guy is. And Tyler Breeze is certainly that right now. Like Tyler Breeze, I've been on that bandwagon for a year now thinking that this guy could be doing a lot more than what he's doing right now. I'm just hoping that this match kind of throws it over there. And the crowd reaction for this match is going to be super important for that uh, to take place. But Apollo Crews making his debut uh, also making... I think, he, I think Apollo Crews is going to make their jaws drop when they see a guy this size doing the things he can do. Yeah. And I, I wonder... I wonder. Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if that goes into why they're having him uh, wrestle Ty Dillinger. Like Ty Dillinger is a guy that has been around for a long time and might know the best way to get Apollo Cruz that great reaction. That might have been kind of a reason why he's getting this match is because he's going to be the veteran pro. Power guy against a big guy, I think, is always more impressive. Yeah. Uh, The tag team titles are on the line. The Vaude Villains. Versus Blake and Murphy, Blake and Murphy, the champions. Oddly, Enzo and Big Cass, not in this match. The Hype Bros, not in this match. Uh, it's really weird exactly you know, that this match is even taking place uh, based on where we were just a month ago. Um, what do you think about the Vaude Villains whole act, Marquia? The little throwback carnival type uh, tag team act that they have. I... I kind of like it just for the simple fact that it kind of reminds me of um, that, that movie, the warriors. You guys know that Uh where each of the gangs has, you know, their own. Yeah. They have their own thing. Like you have a, I forget their names right now, but there's like the baseball, the baseball furies, the baseball Uh furies. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I like just watched that like maybe a couple of weeks ago. And it's just like each of the gangs, instead of like, you know, Oh, this is our color. It was like, we do face paint and wear baseball costumes, uh, uniforms, and have bats. So the vaudevillians, uh, vaudevillains, uh, kind of remind me of that. So I insist. I, I also feel like that's something that we've kind of lost in the transition from like, you know, '90s wrestling into now, where you could be a bit more campy with stuff back mm-hmm. then. You know, I mean, because when you're in the ring, you know, your material shows for itself. You know, athleticism shows there. So go ahead and have like a fun campy thing that you have like outside of it. It's kind of like when, um, uh, oh my God, for main event, uh, <laughs> when Heath Slater and, um, oh geez, what's that guy? Ura, 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 that guy. Uh, Zack Ryder? No, 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 no. He's a uh, black. Oh, Ty- and- Titus O'Neil. Titus O'Neil, Titus yes, yes. Thank you. It's like when they had um, Slater Gator and yeah. it was like oh, camp. Yeah ridiculous stuff outside of the ring but when it got in the ring obviously titus was like ruling now and he's like doing great now mm-hmm. but so i i enjoy that shtick you know because we don't have that anymore it's gotten a little bit too serious outside or it gets way too i don't know um stereotypical while this is refreshing yeah it's fun to have just them being you know loose out there and hopefully uh, if they're not the vaudevillains forever, if they end up doing something a little bit more serious, at least they have this under their belts to where they can expand their range, if you will, on uh, on how they perform. Um, but, Jeff, we've talked about how this is just a weird matchup and how it seemed like Enzo and Cass were the guys who were going to be in this. They're, they're the guys from New York. It made so much sense for them to be in this tag team match and finally win the tag team titles in Brooklyn. 
But we're not getting that. We're getting the Vaudevillains, Blake and Murphy. Who's winning this one? Well, we're also getting the surprise from the Vaudevillains, whoever that third person's going to be to counteract Alexa. That's right. But... Blake and Murphy have Alexa Bliss at their corner, and Regal flat out told the Vaudevillains that they need somebody to counter Alexa mm-hmm. or else they have no shot. Is it going to be a woman already on the roster? Is it going to be a woman at all? I think it's going to be a repackaged woman or maybe Hornswoggle. I don't know which. It's going to be one of those two. <laughs> um, but I, I'd you love know, to see him again. I, I can't see a debut to help them counteract Alexa Bliss without them winning the titles. And you know what? It's time for someone else to wear the titles a bit because Blake and Murphy have had them for a while. Everything in my heart says Blake and Murphy win, retain, but I'm going to go with the title change here. Vaudevillains. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking title change here too. Uh, do you think we're going to have new tag team champions, Marquis, after this night? Well, uh, it doesn't seem like it from the because I, I watched the uh, the last NXT, mm-hmm. the Vaudevillains, and that whole um, you know behind the scenes between them and uh, and Bliss and how they're going to contain the Bliss factor. Uh, it just kind of seemed not enough underdog to me. Um, so I'm thinking Blake and Murphy are going to retain and they're going to have to, you know, keep on chasing the carrot on the end of the stick. All righty. Baron Corbin, Samoa Joe, uh, a surprising match uh, made recently on NXT TV. Marquia, how do you like this Baron Corbin fella? Uh, Baron Corbin's pretty cool. I, I got to see um, a couple of matches with him um, online uh, super confident, a whole lot of athleticism and such. And then, but like Samoa Joe, uh, him with the, what's it called? The Coquanic Clutch? Is that it? Something like that? Yeah. Uh, what, what is that? Coquina uh, Clutch. The Coquina Clutch. Coquina Clutch. Coquina. 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 Not Coquina. Okay. The Coquina Clutch. From what the limited amount that I've been able to see, for uh, the two of them with NXT. I think that this is a really good matchup. Like, this is going to be pretty fun. Like, um, not necessarily two mountains going up against each other because they've got uh, different styles. But um, I think, oh, I think uh, Baron Corbin might um, might squeak that one out just from what I was saying from online. I I would just like to say that, Jeff, you and I a lot of times... Uh, and a lot of fans out there sometimes get trapped in a bubble because we watch all of these shows and we talk about it. We've talked about it since January of last year. And I love that Marquis is coming on here who watches a little bit of the NXT and give, gives that fresh perspective because I think she's absolutely right in the fact that Baron Corbin over the last six months has gone from looking like he doesn't know what he's doing in the ring to finally curating this bad guy character who doesn't yeah. care about anything else. And he does look super confident in the ring. This is a guy that looks like he is the real badass in the ring there against a guy like Samoa Joe. And I think there's a 50-50 chance at least that Baron Corbin beats Samoa Joe. Oh, I think it's higher. I, I think Corbin Corbin turning heel was the best thing to happen to him, or at least going heelish in his promos. Because he didn't he couldn't he couldn't get the crowd to fire up the way he wanted to as a baby face. And you could always see him getting kind of confused in that way. Right now that he doesn't have to care about what they think he's fine. Um, if you had told me a month ago that Samoa Joe was coming in to lay down for Baron Corbin, I'd say you're crazy. But now I think it's almost 80, 20 that Corbin's winning this one. I think Joe 
Joe's the kind of guy who can carry a guy like this, and I think it's going to be better than expected. But I still think I, I don't think they beat the new guy to 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 give it to this cagey veteran because they're not going to bring Joe up to the main roster, so he doesn't need to remain strong. And they're not putting him in a program with Finn necessarily. He was there for the Owens thing. Yeah, and the Owens thing just got dropped out of nowhere. Like yeah. in that whole reboot taping that we talked about. Samojo, um, are you going to be watching Marquia the NXT show live on Saturday? Uh, I'm going to do my best to, uh, for the first part. I already have like a hosting thing that I have to do at the same, almost the same time. And then I go to work after that. So I'm going to have a very small window of opportunity. Hopefully it's when that match happens. Yeah. I know Saturday night, especially a Saturday night before, uh, a WWE pay-per-view that a lot of people are going to be watching. It's a weird, interesting time. Like I think there's going to be a large number of of, uh, those who might even be watching it before SummerSlam, like, Save it on the network there and watch it Sunday afternoon before you get on to SummerSlam, making it a, a six-hour day of pro wrestling for a lot of people. Um, oh, my God. That sounds fantastic. I know, right? One of the things to note when you're watching the Samoa Joe Baron Corbin, Samoa Joe is going to get a hugely positive reaction of hmm. the members of the crowd. He will because uh, he's kind of that same Kevin Owens type who was in Ring of Honor in the indies for a long time as well as uh, TNA and a guy that a lot of people wanted to see what he could do in WWE. He's a big time fan favorite amongst the hardcores, whereas Baron Corbin is going to be booed out of the building and it's going to be awesome, <laughs> but it's going to be awesome for half of it to see how he reacts, because I think he's going to react much more, uh, much better than he would have had this been six months ago. All right. It's going to be it's going to be a fun time watching that Baron Corbin match. Another uh we'll talk about some of the matches that may not actually appear on the takeover card itself that were announced. Bull Dempsey of the whole Bull Fit regime right now is going to take on Elias Samson. Uh what do you think about this Marquia Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Dana Brooke versus Emma, a fatal four-way women's match in NXT that may or may not actually be on takeover, but what are your thoughts about that four-way? Uh, well, with that one, I'm not as well versed on. Obviously, I know um, Emma from her time in WWE, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, having her on there. I like that she had that cute little shtick outside of the ring, but I, yeah. I love that she was like down. She was down and dirty in the in a best way that you can as a face as a female. Yeah. Uh, for inside the ring, uh, so I enjoyed that. And then, of course, Charlotte is awesome. Becky Lynch, I've just been introduced to. In my head, I just call her the firehead. Okay. Because oh my god, I I love her uh, her sting punk thing. It just it kind of reminds me of Alicia Fox with her like kind of um, healy anime thing going on. But oh. for yeah, well, so <laughs> for, of, uh, of the of the three that have come up recently on Raw and SmackDown, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks, uh, who would be your favorite among those three that have recently come up? Who's impressed you the most so far? Uh, the boss. Okay. The boss. Sorry. Easy, <laughs> easy, right? Easy. Like, uh, what, who else would it be, Rob? <laughs> well, I thought it was actually going to be closer because we're talking up Becky Lynch here. I assume that everyone is going Gaga over Sasha because she has looked like the star of that division ever since coming up. But like, you know, going Gaga over Becky Lynch and the steampunk thing, I thought we might have had a close race there. I just had to, you know, determine. <laughs> uh, no, I, I want to see more from her. Like, I, I, I'm... Because of, actually, because of this uh, podcast, I, I uh, you know dwelled more into NXT than I had before. I basically only looked at NXT stuff when I you know got wind that there were people that were going to be 
you know, on main event or right. we're going to be in Raw and the such. And then it's like, okay, let me pay attention to this person. Like, you know, Neville and, and the such. Yeah. Uh, so just really delving into the waters, um, I'm interested. I think I might be hooked. And now it's like, oh my God, I can't give up another night to wrestling. I know. It, it's you know? it's a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as far as results for the this fatal four-way, uh, just from what I know, of uh, Emma in the ring. I barely know uh, Becca, uh, Becky, Becca, Becky Lynch, uh, and no more from Charlotte. I say Emma's not walking away with this. Uh, Becky Lynch, though, as far as what's good for business, since she did that whole thing where it was her and Bailey against each other to see who would go up against um, Sasha, and then she like lost out to Bailey. I think that they're, I think Becky Lynch is going to end up taking that one. Becky Lynch winning the four-way. Jeff, quickly, your winner of the four-way. Dana Brooke, because they have two strong women are on the main roster, and Dana Brooke's their next project in NXT. She's getting the win. I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Emma, because Emma's my favorite. <laughs> Emma. She's so cute. She, that's, a, that's some strong analysis there, Rob. She's my favorite? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, sometimes I like to go in depth. And this happens not to be one of those times. Um, eight-man tag team match, Enzo Amore, Colin Cassidy, Zack Ryder, Mojo Raleigh. Going up against Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, Scott Dawson, and Dash Wilder. Uh, this likely not on the actual TakeOver card, uh, but one that is going to be on the TakeOver card. What many consider to be the main event, Sasha Banks defending the NXT Women's Championship against Bayley. Thank God you went there. I thought you were going to say Carmella and Eva Marie. No, <laughs> I, I completely forgot. Eva Marie and Carmella are also on the card, but yes. we get to the big one. Yeah. Sorry, Sa- let's talk about bathroom break there, guys. Yeah, Sasha, <laughs> Bayley. Jeff, Bailey's winning the championship. Oh, I don't know anymore. I've, I've my second thoughts. I've had second thoughts because this is the place where Bailey should win the title. Don't think too Every, hard, man. Everything logically says Bailey should win the title here, and yet I could see them going. Well, we're building up Sasha as a star in the main roster. We keep plugging her as the NXT Women's Champion. No. We can't job her here. Kevin Owens Vince lost the, the belt. Ear. Kevin Owens lost the belt to Finn Balor before the second John Cena match. Mm, it's gonna be Bailey. I'm. I'm. I or the have, third one. I have hopes and prayers that they do the right thing here. Give it to Bailey. Bailey's a huge star, and hopefully she gets called up to the main roster soon. I love her. Yeah, love the, her. Love her. Love her. It was the third Cena match. Balor. Uh, Balor a, beat him. And I'm a huge Sasha Banks proponent. Yeah, I know. Don't get me wrong. I was. I was on that train before a lot of people. It's just time. Yes, it's time to give Bailey the belt finally. Marquis, is Bailey going to win? No. Oh. No, Sasha is going to retain because uh, because she's going to be in the whole team Bella team bad team. Uh, was it P, P whatever the last team mm-hmm. uh, for SummerSlam? That's actually team a better name than what they are. The PC. last the last team is a better name. Team PCB. It's it's just their first initials. It's crazy, like how creative they are. <laughs> um. Because she's going to be in that, uh, she's she's going to have a belt on her for it. It's just otherwise having, uh, what was it? It's uh, Naomi and Tamina with her, right? Yep. Um, yeah, otherwise it's like that's not enough. It's not enough real star power for people that don't know NXT. So my thought is, hey, she's going to have that belt on her, and then that gives Team Bad more prestige when they're she, going up. I think belt. she's thinking exactly what Vince is thinking. I do. Could be. So she's going to retain. She's going to retain. So 
Jeff, your final thought was who's going to win? You're, you're picking Bailey, Bailey. or you're picking I'm Sasha? Picking Bailey. Okay. I'm picking Bailey and, and sticking with it because right. everything logically on NXT says that it should be Bailey here. Now, all these seem like, you know, some of these matches could totally just swerve us on what we're thinking. Like, you could very well see no title changes whatsoever on the entire show. There could be those kinds of surprises. But that is NXT TakeOver happening on Saturday. Uh, we have SummerSlam on Sunday. A four-hour presentation. Uh, let's get into the first match I want to talk about and kind of go off of the NXT. Kevin Owens against Cesaro. Marquia, Kevin Owens and Cesaro. It's a double dose of Kevin Owens this weekend, so you will get a good idea of what he's all about. But how impressed have you been lately with Cesaro? Oh, well, Cesaro's my boy. Oh, I, I enjoy him. I I enjoy him. <laughs> I enjoy his stupid jokes outside the... Uh, on the mic. Well, I won't say stupid. I'll say witty. Uh, it's like they're almost like dad jokes. <laughs> That's the opposite end of the spectrum. No, they're almost like dad jokes, okay. you know? Yeah. But he's totally not a dad. So I, I enjoy that, you know, personality of, you know, he's Swiss and he's strong, you know, Cesaro. Um, so, yeah, no. But I do think for this particular match, I mean, whether or not Kevin Owens is wearing a belt during it, I think they're going to go Owens um, with that. Uh, it just it just feels right that they're going to go ahead and give Owens that. Ex- More than likely, if he's not, if he doesn't have a belt when he comes into that match, he will definitely win. And he will more than, there's like 60% that he will win if he doesn't have a belt. I would go, Jeff, before I get your thoughts on Kevin Owens, Cesaro, I'm going to make the bold statement right now that Kevin Owens is going to go 2-0 and this weekend. What are your thoughts, Ooh. Jeff? No. <laughs> I think Cesaro's winning this. I think he's I think it's time to start building him a bit more. And I think this is the This is the start, start. of and that. I think they think Owens is fat. Okay. Owens is fat. He's, <laughs> That's what they think. He's not so the Cesaro, uh, he's not the most... Cesaro's getting Well, here's my here's my fear is that is that Cesaro's gonna become Daniel Bryan from last year where he's the guy that's getting so popular that they have to insert him into a program that they don't necessarily want to. But I think Cesaro wins here. I think they, yeah. they, they, they start to build him here. They start to build him. Kevin Owens, Cesaro. Yeah, bold statement by me. It should be noted, we did this, uh, Jeff and I did this little video pre-show uh, that'll be up on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Voices of Wrestling, where Jeff is on location this week. He is in the Wisconsin Dells. He is in a hotel where they were vacuuming right before the call began, so we were worried this was even going to work because it was so loud. Um, but if there's any like audio issues whatsoever with Jeff, it's because he's not at home. How has Wisconsin been going for you really uh, quickly here? Oh, I love it. I, I'm riding a lot of water slides and relaxing and not at work, so I'm great. So that's uh, kind of the life. Kind yeah. of the life. Um, speaking of the life, Rusev and Dolph Ziggler, and that didn't mean anything. <laughs> it, it, I had nothing. I, segue. I had Great, nothing there. Yeah, you're, you're a professional host. I had I had nothing there for the segue. Um, you got you know Lana with Dolph Ziggler. You got Summer Rae with Rusev. It's gonna be a one on one. Ziggler Rusev for no championship. Dolph Ziggler is back. He's half tan, half white. Can that guy? <laughs> can that guy beat Rusev? Beat this big? Uh, I want to call Rusev the bully, but really the bully has been Dolph Ziggler lately. What do you think, Marquia? Oh. Um, this was a little bit tougher for me, actually. Um, especially when I saw that house show, they didn't have, um, Ziggler. It was Rusev against, um, uh, I forget Rusev won. in any case. Um, yeah, where they, yeah, uh, really you just, 
the main event of that particular match was the face-off between the managers uh-huh. for that Summer Rae and Lana. And then, oh my God, we exploded when Lana walked out. Um, I don't know. I kind of see a whole <sighs> distraction happening with uh, the Rusev Lana thing. Mm-hmm. And then Ziggler kind of getting that. But then Rusev is supposed to be, well, he's not undefeated, let's be honest. But it's still like that whole undefeated thing. I, I kind of feel, and this is based on nothing other than a hunch, Ziggler might get away with this one. All right, big comeback on Monday. We're going in hot with this match here. Jeff, can Dolph Ziggler beat Rusev? Danny, sure. Really? Uh, I don't think I don't think he will. <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> I think I think I think uh, I think Ziggler's happy to be there, so he's also yeah. going to be happy to get beat. And you know what? I'll I'll add an extra one. I think Lana turns on him. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Does she go back? Does she go back with Rusev, or is she just like I'm sick of all these men fighting? No, I think I think she she cat fights Summer Rae. She does something like kick her butt, and then Rusev's impressed. And then she turns on Dolph. It's called groundwork, Jeff, not catfighting. They call it catfighting on the TV. Welcome. I'm going to call it catfighting here. Welcome to 2015, sir. Yeah, oh, wow. you can be the change, Jeff. Let, let, me, let, me man, let me mansplain it for everybody then. Huh? Oh, okay, I'm going to go get some more water. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is earning a suspension. <laughs> Jeff is earning a suspension right here. Unfortunately... I can't suspend Jeff because it's coming through the same channel as Marquia, and I can't suspend. Oh, I don't. Jeff, you got your loophole this week. You can't be suspended. <laughs> Good. And silence. and silence because he was. Well, suspending. I'm sorry. I had muted my mic. I figured you were going to go into some rant about me or something. No, no, I wasn't going to go into a big rant about you. Um, so Sasha Banks could very well be the NXT women's champion going into this three team elimination match. It is the Bellas with Alicia Fox going up against Naomi, Sasha, and Tamina going up against Team PCPBBCB, Paige, Charlotte, <laughs> and Becky Lynch. TCBY. Single, <laughs> single elimination. Mm-hmm. So if one Bella gets pinned, her team is eliminated, and we go to the next team. So what I want to ask you both, obviously, who's going to win, and is there any surprise that we should be expecting in this match? Jeff, the winner and is something chaotic going to occur? Team Bella wins. And <laughs> um And then we dance. Uh, no, in, in terms of chaotic? Ah Doubtful. Doubtful. Marquia. <laughs> I mean I mean I mean when you when you're saying something chaotic, you mean somebody turns. Hey, I, I don't know. I will we'll see what I mean. We'll let's let Marquia answer and see All what right. she thinks might happen during this three uh, team elimination match. Marquia, your thoughts going into a continuation of the Divas Revolution. Okay, well, uh, Team Bella's going to win. Um, and unfortunately, there aren't that many really awesome surprises that we get during Diva matches. Uh, but since we do have uh, Tamina in there, we also have Paige. Uh, the surprise I would love to have is, um, you know, Lee comes out and she's like, what's going on? I'm still here. I would love to have that. AJ? Yeah. And so you're yeah. you're thinking the possibility of a surprise AJ Lee return. I would I would personally love that. I know it's not possible, but I would love it. But I I know Team Bella's gonna win. 
it's kind of like the perfect time if she was ever thinking of coming back for her to come back, like, you know, right? to be a part of this whole thing. Um, kind of on that same ground, though, because I think out of this match, we're possibly going to get the building up of one single star instead of all these three teams being teams. I see the Bellas winning as well. I see Nikki Bella getting the final pinfall over like a Tamina or a Naomi. Mm-hmm. But I think Team PCB is going to get cost by Charlotte wanting to go her own way. Fun. Yeah. Super fun. Because you'll notice, I mean, maybe I'm just overthinking this super high or maybe they actually have a shirt and I don't know. The Bellas have their own merchandise. They've had it forever. Team Bad recently got their own shirt. So a little teamwork for merchandise here. But there's still no Team PCB shirt. There's no shirt for all three of them. They all wear their individual shirts here. I'm one. I'm wondering if that means anything. Maybe it doesn't mean anything at all. But I can see Charlotte no. saying, "I'm done with these teams. I'm the star. I'm going to go my own way and lead the real revolution by myself." I like the idea of that, but I wouldn't read too much into the shirt thing because they had to change the name one week after having the original name that they wanted because it was a porn site. So, oh no, wait, I, I wouldn't read anything into the. All right, so Marquia, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe on Raw. They debuted the name of the Submission Sorority for Paige, Charlotte, and Becky. <laughs> oh my God. And immediately people are, oh yeah, all on the Twitters, Googling <laughs> Submission Sorority and what would come up, but, you know, Submission, like a little uh, mofo's porn site. Oh, I missed that one. Wow. Oh, there were a lot of uh, red-blooded American males did not miss it. And they like, oh, I didn't. Oh, see, honey, it was on TV. <laughs> I have a reason. This is research. I was, on, I was those researching. Are some, those are some hardworking girls on that side. I'll tell you. Oh, continue. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh, poor Jeff. Oh, Break, breaking it right here. But yeah, uh, yeah so they had Don't to change. Judge. They're making money. Don't That's right. Judge. That's right. They had to change the old name there. Uh, to Team PCB. So that might be one reason why they came up with this super uncreative name because every name they wanted to think of was just some type of porn that's been out there for all we know. Uh, <laughs> See, Rob, I like your idea of someone turning, but if someone was going to turn, I would think it would be Sasha Banks. Yeah, but again, with the merchandise idea. Yeah. the reason why I don't think it would be Sasha because they have all this bad stuff going on. And, I think your shock you know. is going to be that someone gets a flash pin over Team PCB and it ends up being Team Bad versus Team Nikki. Okay. For that Ooh. final fall, but but I would not quote me on that. Maybe maybe something crazy like, okay, there was a women's match, a divas match, if you will, on SummerSlam last year, and the winner of that match is not on the pay per view this uh, this year. So maybe Stephanie McMahon wants to get involved. <laughs> oh my God! Um, uh, were you reading my diary? Were you reading my diary, Rob? Well, I was researching my guests. Oh, my God. Because, yeah, do you know how much I would love for Stephanie McMahon to be involved in that? Oh, oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Yeah, we're all, gonna... we're all no. we're all on the Steph train and it is leaving oh. Jeff behind. Oh, oh Jeff. You're oh, not... she's, she's terrible. She doesn't he doesn't oh. like the Stephanie. I can't, I don't know how. I mean, like, I've almost kicked him off the show because of it. Like, I just don't know what's going on. God, I want to reach through my screen and like strangle you in Wisconsin right now, Jeff. I miss Chris True. Uh, let's continue. <laughs> All right, continuing on. Um, this Arrow guy, Stephen Amell and Neville, going up against Stardust and King Barrett. Tag team match. You got a little bit of Amell in there. I don't know how much he's actually going to wrestle, but uh, Marquia, is this uh, Stephen Amell being in here a big deal? Um, 
I'm I'm a comic book person, and you know, uh, I just I never got into Green Arrow, and so I I don't know his skill set. I know Neville's skill set. I know Stardust. I know King Barrett. Uh, for them to toss him in there, I'm gonna hope that it's not just a total publicity thing of trying to get people from you know people that are like, oh yay Marvel Universe, yay DC Universe, and and trying to get those people to be involved in wrestling because I'm an optimist, Um, which also means that more than likely, Amel and Neville are going to win. And I don't want that because I love Stardust so much. But yeah, yeah, Amel and Neville are going to win. Okay. I'm hearing hearing that this uh, Stephen Amel guy is Mm -hmm. bringing SummerSlam to the mainstream. Is that true? Are you asking me or her? I'm asking you, Jeffrey. Oh, um, you know, I, as much as the mainstream as it can get, I still think, you know, it, it's, you know, Arrow has kind of a niche audience. It's a great audience. It's a fairly big audience, but still, you know, it's, I, I think Amel's going to be great. I think the parkour training he does, I think, you know, the, the brother's in shape. Let's, let's face it. He, <laughs> he's great. I, I like him a lot. I, and I don't think they're going to have him do too much given that he was injured during training. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I'd love to see him come off the top rope, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I think he'll be fine, and I think it'll be a fine match. I think, and yeah, Neville and Arrow are going to win it. Now, before we get into uh, the big matches on this show, like we I'm have- sorry, let me backtrack real quick. Did I just refer to Stephen Amell as the brother? I, I just yeah. Oh, what yeah. I I'm so did you? Yes. Oh well, here's the here's the thing. A little behind the scenes, uh, Marquia. I don't generally okay. listen to when Jeff talks. Okay. <laughs> I, I kind of just wait until there's no frequencies coming in my ear and assume he's done and just go on. So that's probably just what happened there. Um, so I Jeff Jeff okay. thinks that Keen Barrett's going to get the win, I assume. No, I, I didn't listen to him, so what are you going to do? No, uh, I think Amel's going to be fine. He's gonna be, and he's he's such in shape. Uh-huh. That he's probably in better shape than at least one or two of the other competitors in this match. He'll be fine. Well, Jeff, Neville would be able to win it on his own, so yeah. it's yeah. just all like... You know, in that uh, <laughs> that top peak physical shape, and mm-hmm. awesome. I'm I'm curious with uh, you guys. Do you want to see more instances of this with uh, guys that uh, have done the you know the training and the work on their own, but like happen to be actors and you know more than they are wrestlers? Would you like to see that more in wrestling? I mean, I mean, everybody loves Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was a wrestler first. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm wondering. Well, I- uh, absolutely. I think WWE would love it, too, if they can get guys who have some resemblance of fame outside the world of wrestling for them to come in, you know, anytime they can get publicity. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see it like a Mel, you know, during his brief stint here has done pretty well speaking. He, he, you know, he had the run in that got the crowd hot. What I fear, though, a lot of times and we saw this during the years where Raw was having the guest hosts is that a lot of times the fans won't really respect someone coming in right away. Even if it's kind of a big star, they turn on them saying, okay, you're not a wrestling person. I came to see the wrestling, not you. And I mm-hmm. worry that those crowd reactions are what, you know, kind of keeps people away sometimes. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Tag team titles are on the line. The primetime players are defending against Los Matadores, the Lucha Dragons, and the New Day. The New Day have been great, Jeff. But are they great enough to win the tag team championships here, or will we finally get an actual tag team match where the winners ret- or where the uh, the champions retain? Could we get the primetime well, players walking out? New Day was tag team champions. They before. were the tag team champions. They lost them to the primetime yeah. players. 
And then mm-hmm. uh, was the last pay-per-view where the primetime players retained? Like, have we gotten them actually retaining the titles yet? Yes. Okay. So we got them retaining once. So is it time to set them on back? Jeff, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think the new day needs the tag team titles. I think they're great on their own, but I, I think they're going to get them back at night of champions eventually down the road. I don't think a multi-team match is the place to do it. I think, uh, I think primetime players retain. Primetime players retain. Marquia, um, Titus O'Neil has been getting like you watched main event and I watched main event a lot last year before it was taken off the WWE network too. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Titus O'Neil was a superstar in that show and yeah. his tag team with Heath Slater, Slater Gator was incredible. <laughs> like it, they really were like Titus O'Neil is this guy that has never been given like a solo, you know, ride up to the top of the card where he could be like a big deal. And I think he would actually do well in that role, but they were trying to find a character for him. Yeah. Is what it felt like they were searching for it. They were, they were it's searching. Like, he would, he would be a bad guy once and he would have these hard hitting matches. Then he would be a good guy coming out and, you know, doing the alligator chance for cheers and all that. Like <laughs> they never, he never found his place, but now he's starting to seemingly find his place in a tag team. Is that is that good enough? Is that going to be Titus O'Neil's ceiling? Is being in this tag team? No, you know what I think it is. Um, I think he's strong enough on his own. He just needs more Mike time, and yeah. he needs more Mike heel time. Like he could be like a really good, like you know, uh, a kingpin type of character. Like having that type of you know that type of persona behind him. But they haven't really gone that route with it. So then they put him into a tag team. And so then they put him back into primetime players, which is great. This is working so well. It's responding, you know, to audience and and all the such, but he would be so great by himself as this huge heel, like multimillionaire, I, you know, I don't care. I've got all these people (laughs) behind me type of character. Yeah. And they haven't even explored that. And it's frustrating. (laughs) It's a little bit frustrating. It, it what is. you don't you don't hold on you don't like Pancake Patterson? Come on! Oh, stop, <laughs> Jeff! I will reach through the screen and strangle you. you. You live close enough to me where you can do it in real life later. That is true. That is yeah. true. <laughs> John Stewart is the host of SummerSlam this Sunday night. Uh, is that a big? I think it's a big deal for publicity's sake. But how much is John Stewart actually going to do? On this show, Marquia, what do you think about Jon Stewart hosting in his first public gig since The Daily Show, hosting SummerSlam of all things? Uh, have you ever watched an episode with Jon Stewart? Uh, he's going to freaking hold his own like nobody's business. Do we? This see- man? Yeah, yeah, Rob. Have you ever watched an episode awesome. with Jon Stewart on there? Come on. No, no, no. Jon Stewart, and just in general, I mean, you've seen The Daily Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Stewart is a supremely hardworking man. I mean, and he's, oh, he, man. He was great I, on Raw when he was in there with Seth Rollins. He was absolutely fantastic. I just wonder how much he might actually do. And might he get in a confrontation with someone new at SummerSlam? Ooh, ooh that's fun. Mm, I like that. Intriguing, right? Jeff, do, yeah. we, do we see John Stewart continue to play Jeff with uh, the Seth Rollins? Or might we see someone else get in John Stewart's hair? Someone else. Maybe like I think Rollins is too important on the card right now to, to do that. I, I, you know, Stewart will be fine as a host. He's a, he's a fan. Um, but in terms of getting involved in something, I think it's going to be someone like Keith Slater. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Right. Get someone else on the show. Who's maybe not on the show and have him, you know, play off of John Stewart a little bit. Uh, like Cesaro might play off of him. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Maybe. maybe. 
Uh, a lot of possibilities there for John Stewart. He's going to be around for you know the one hour pre-show and the whole four hours. So we we're going to get a fair dose of John Stewart. Um, someone else we're getting a fair dose of is the Miz as he goes up against Big Show and the Ryback for the Intercontinental Championship. The Ryback coming in off of his staff infection. Uh, we have this triple threat that was supposed to be on the last pay per view. It is on this pay per view. Jeff, who walks out the Intercontinental Champion? Miz banana peel finish. Sneaks it, <laughs> sneaks, sneaks, sneaks it out of there, takes the title. Marquia, the Intercontinental Champion, on Monday will be. I feel Ryback will retain. It's just uh, oh, the dynamic of everything, possibly. Um, if it's not Ryback, then my next choice is Big Show, but uh, I don't see who, them as winning. Okay, yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder about this one. Because they did the same exact triple threat match that could have been done last week or last uh, last month, they didn't change it at all. So they had they have some type of idea what they want to do here, and you know I I kind of struggle to think that the Miz you know has to win this match too, and the triple threat makes perfect sense because in a straight one on one match the story would be that Miz can't possibly beat Big Show or Ryback; they're just too big. But in a triple threat, if Big Show say takes out Ryback, that Miz can kind of sneak his way in there, and I think that'll be the story. I think Miz wins this one uh quickly we don't have to give a big long thing about it unless you would like to randy orton is taking on sheamus in match number 1302 of their series R- randy orton and sheamus marquia how hyped on a scale of one to two are you for this one um say a solid six solid six on a solid scale six. of one to two i like it <laughs> Yeah, solid six for that one. Six. Are you are you a big Randy Orton fan? Because I feel like there's a lot of people I'm a out there. Fan. I'm a Sheamus fan. Oh, interesting. A Sheamus so, fan. You're I like this one. new look that he has with like the mohawk and oh. everything. I like this like kind of heel. I do. I actually think the new what look and the attitude is great. Yes. Yeah, it's it's new and it's 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 new and I feel like it works. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I say Seamus wins because Shame- he's Seamus. Because he's Seamus. The, the only problem with this is they didn't really go into more personality with the new look. They kind of made him the same old Seamus, which is a shame. I would have liked to have seen a harder edge to him coming back to match the new harder look. It, yeah, it would be great if they had some more behind the scenes things or maybe him horning in on other people's matches because that's what heels do. I thoroughly agree with that and we should have more Seamus in that way. I would just I would just love Seamus being like the super dick bully. Like, <laughs> because you know, he I think he's really like that in real life, honestly. I think he's a super dick bully and I would just love for them to have like backstage skits. You know, be somewhat creative where there's a backstage interview with someone else and all of a sudden just in the background, make it a week long thing where you have to pick up on it. But in the background, Seamus is just pushing people over. Broke kicks out of nowhere. He's broke kicking people in the background of (laughs) like a John Cena interview. And he's, you know, taking food away from, you know, people in catering. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like, like he's just being a dick and like five weeks later they start to pick up on it and Michael Cole says like hey, could you notice that dick Seamus in the background <laughs> I'd love this I'd love for them to refer to him as the dick Seamus that would be oh, wow. magic yeah why not <laughs> if he can be King, King Seamus for a bit how about the dick Seamus <laughs> and they have to introduce him like I want to we'll hear Eden we'll I want to hear Eden on Smackdown time. saying the dick Seamus <laughs> that's, what I wa- that's what I want well, just go I, full hooligan with him I'm on board yeah yes. Make him up, yeah, full Hogan. I like that. I I still think Randy Orton's winning this match, though. Wyatt, uh, the Wyatt family versus the no Shield reason. minus two of the Peoples. 
Who's going to win this one, Jeff? The Wyatt family going up against Ambrose and Reigns. Oh, I think Reigns wins this um, almost single-handedly. At some point, they take out Ambrose, and then they give uh, they 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 play up the two-on-one aspect of it, perhaps yeah. even three-on-one, should is, Ambrose decide to I turn should've. here. I should have looked before the show for my incorrect answer buzzer. Uh, Marquia, Marquia, the shield, the shield against the Wyatt family. What do you think? Oh my God. I love that. Oh, um, I'm actually going to, that's all. Actually going to have to go with uh, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns winning this one. No, I really Uh, need this buzzer. She's incorrect too. I need this buzzer. Hey, Dean Ambrose is the Joker and Roman Reigns is a Tea Party superhero. Uh, and they're going up against, you know, Luke and, and Bray, and they're awesome, but yeah. mm, it's not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. Yeah. They're strong enough by themselves. They don't need to win. Strong enough by themselves. Yeah. I hear all this. I hear, I hear what you're both saying. <laughs> I hear it. I take it in. I process the information. And what I compute and regurgitate to you is, you're both wrong. <laughs> The Wyatt family is going to win this match, and I would not be shocked if Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns are no longer best friends after this. I, one. I'm, I'm going with that too. I mean, I, I, other than the one winning, I still think there's you know, two ways we could see Ambrose they, and Reigns no longer being friends, or we could see a third member of the Wyatt family. Maybe, maybe they rolling? bring someone. Maybe I don't know. There's some type of way turning all of a sudden well i don't think they're just gonna have like bray pin roman reigns in a clean match like with all the other stuff we have on this show i i see where there can be some junk thrown into this one well they oh, left yeah, it, they left it open they left it open on the commentary that ambrose was doing on monday where he's like i don't understand how he controls people well now he'll, we'll figure it out i think yeah i uh i, I think it's weirdness. time to i think it's time to break up ambrose and reigns to be honest with you because <laughs> they're not doing much with it that is true. That is extremely true. I'm a little bit disappointed, actually. I mean, when you break up the shield and you have like, you know, Seth Rollins doing the do and then you have the the other two and they have their their separate, you know, personalities mm-hmm. and they could make something really great with this because yeah. you've got two thirds of the shield right there and they haven't. It, it's and weird. It's weird in a way because. Yeah, it, it's frustrating you say, and doesn't it kind of feel like, we talked about Kevin Owens, how he gets up to the main roster and they might just get sent back to NXT. Don't you feel in a way uh, that with them teaming Ambrose and Reigns right back up after the whole breakup, instead of, you know, Roman Reigns didn't get his win at WrestleMania and all of a sudden they're teamed back up, doesn't this feel kind of like a demotion too? Like, okay, we failed with what we want to do with a single, so we're sending you back to a tag team. It kind of seems like they don't know what to do with them, and yeah. they're so strong. They're so strong. I mean, Roman Reigns is like, what, he's third-generation wrestler at this point, right? And it's almost like what they did with Titus O'Neil, where it's like, we're not quite sure what to do with you, so we're going to put you back on your old tag team Mm -hmm. and uh, see how the audience responds to you. We get the world champion, Seth Rollins, going one-on-one with John Cena, the U.S. champion. Both titles are on the line. We're going to have a title a, du- a dual champion at the end of this one, most likely. Uh, Seth Rollins, John Cena, Jeff, are we going to see the dual champion first? And who is going to be that man? Oh. <laughs> Monday set me up so hard because I want to see a statue. I want to see a statue of Seth Rollins, and I want to see it destroyed on Monday so bad. Um, I don't think we see a dual champion. 
I think the match gets thrown out somehow, and I think it's probably due to Hunter. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting theory. Marquia, are we going to see a dual champion? And if so, who could it be? Uh, well, with this one, it's, it's so iffy because, you know, hashtag Cena wins, LOL. Um, yep. But then it's like, also Seth Rollins is... <laughs> Did he just get that in Wisconsin? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I had, I had muted myself. I wanted you to hear the laugh. Well, thank uh, you for... Yeah, Jeff's, <laughs> Jeff's laugh is very important to the show. <laughs> Keep going. Um, no, with, uh, but with Seth Rollins, oh, he's got nice staying power. He's like, oh... How do you whole... know? What? How do you know? With Seth Rollins? Staying never, power? Never mind. What do you mean? Never, that was oh. inappropriate. I thought I thought that was something only I was in on. Seth Rollins staying power. Go ahead. Okay. All right. In any case, <laughs> um, to go into a whole That's, new realm of that concludes the awkward portion of the. He's show. a CrossFitter. He's a Cross. Yeah. This guy, and you know what? He's the main event guy. I mean, he, they're still doing this angle with Triple H, where you know I'm the face of the company and all this, and this was all set up by Triple H. So Jeff's right; it could make sense that Triple H should stay a portion, but. Um, like I would like them to actually give a winner for a Seth Rollins match every once in a while, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't see that happening because yeah. when we really think about it, a real John Cena versus Seth Rollins match, John Cena wins that. But we have to take everything else into you know account for it. Like um, with him being a Triple H favorite, uh, with him being like uh, and the nerd them that I was going to tap into, he's Slytherin House. John Cena's Gryffindor, but in this case, Slytherin House kind of gets the win. Uh, for those that don't know, that's Harry Potter. Um, yeah, uh, Google it. Uh, in any case, with Seth Rollins, there's all there's all these other layers with it. So I can't just say, hey, Cena wins and he's WWE champion again and U.S. champion again. And that sucks because that's what I want to say. Instead, I have to say that there's going to be some sort of DQ where they both retain their titles. And I don't want that. I want John Cena to be a double champion again. So, yeah, sucks. Double champion. I'm I'm going to go with I'm on the the road of John Cena winning both the world championship and retaining the US championship. Um I, I kind of have this weird thing going on this weekend cuz I think Kevin Owens is going to win the NXT title when that may not seem likely. I think John Cena is going to win against Seth Rollins when that might not seem super likely. Um, I, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm completely ready to just be wrong on everything. And that's why I think I'm really intrigued with this whole weekend of WWE. Because honestly, I have no idea what's going to happen with anything. Like none of us actually knows what's going to happen. Like we're all intrigued because we, every match, it seems like we're all picking different people. Like this is one of those weekends where I'm glad it's not a predictable show. Like I'm loving the SummerSlam event just for all the crazy different directions we could possibly get. And especially if there's no Brock Lesnar, there's no Undertaker after this. You know, yeah. we're finally going to get Seth Rollins back or whoever the world champion is back being the main focal point of the show and hopefully a true direction going into night of champions and future pay-per-views where we're not kind of, you know, thrown in a different direction. And we, we don't have to pay attention to what's going on with the world title because we have Brock Lesnar around, you know, so I'm, I'm excited for this one, but I think John Cena is going to be a double champion here. Um, but then we get to the match. Well Oh, go ahead. Who has the Seamus has the money in the bank, right? Seamus does like, have so, money in the bank. Oh, so has that? Yeah, you so, bring up a good point. Yeah. Let's add that into the equation. That's right, because he very well could uh, try and cash in this uh this weekend. Okay, well, You absolutely well, suck, Rob, because you told me that 
<laughs> what I do? What I do? Because last week I mentioned this, and you go, "There's no way Sheamus is cashing in during this match." Yeah, but then let's forget about yeah, it. Yeah, but then Marquia said it, so I actually paid attention. <laughs> um. Uh. Well, we know one thing about Rob. He really uh, is into CrossFit. So you know those people. Oh yeah, I'm I'm into it. I wish I could be into it enough to actually do it. Mm-hmm. I would love. I would love if I could actually do CrossFit and you know Undertaker Brock. But what are you gonna do? No, yeah. yeah. Leave me alone, so, guys. Why, Sheamus, why is everyone picking on me? Hmm. Will Sheamus cash in his money in the bank for? Um, I mean, do you guys think that he will? I don't. I don't think it's going to happen now. I think they like to have the idea as kind of like a fallback. Like most of the time, money in the bank is cashed in pretty late. Like they keep it around for a while in case well, they need it. Yeah, no, I follow wrestling. I, um, I, I, I know. Would it be really fun? <laughs> would be really fun is uh, it looks like John Cena's about to win them both. Like uh, he has like Seth Rollins down. Sheamus like starts running down the ramp, and then Seth Rollins kicks out. <laughs> um, and you know some sort of you know DQ happens, and Sheamus just walks right back up the ramp. Right. Kind of love that. Yeah. No. They. I think. I think that's a good. I think that's a good idea. Kind of. A- False cash in. I, I still think they're going to hold off Sheamus until kind of that end period between November, December, maybe even October. What yeah. one one thing that helps Both me go is in, beat him at Royal Rumble. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's internet coming out and then bringing him back to us like three minutes later. Oh, Lo- loving that. Um, no, I like the idea though that they could do creative stuff like Marquia said, where they do these interesting things where you think a cash is going to happen. And whatever the case may be, like he just goes back tail between his legs, like, uh, never mind, kind of thing. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see even, uh, even not knowing what they've done in the past, like Seamus cashing in here seems like it would be an exciting thing to get hype coming out of SummerSlam. But at the same time, it's not the main event. And I would think that they would just save it for maybe a pay-per-view that doesn't have like a Brock Lesnar undertaker where they might need something big like that uh, to kind of get the buzz going into raw. So I, I just don't see a Seamus cashing right now. And I certainly don't see him being the world champion right now, but uh, the way these things go, he very well could win it on Sunday and we'll all be like, you know, Oh my God. Cash yeah, the, the way that I'm seeing it is because of like with uh, WWE network and they're doing the whole, Hey, this is free for you to see such and such that they're going to try to hype it up yeah. as much as possible without making permanent, you know, things like Seamus won't lose uh, the money in the bank, but a fake almost cash out will like hype it up more where it's like, Hey, let me go ahead and put down my $10 for next month. Right. And that's all I was saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the main event is Brock Lesnar going up against the undertaker, the undertaking making a rare, as far as uh, recently goes uh, appearance on a non WrestleMania undertaker, Brock Lesnar, who wins Marquia. We start with oh. you, the main event of SummerSlam. Oh, would you like uh, Jeff to go first and give you some time? Uh, no, no, I'm cool. Cause this is my, um, this is my thing. I always have Jeff go first on matches where I'm not sure. So I can see what he says. And if I need to steal anything, I do it. No, with this, it's just, there's a, a nice bit of history that's involved with this. Like yeah. uh, not only history like WWE, but also like with the players themselves. I mean, everybody knows that Undertaker, you know, loves, uh, you know, UFC and everything. And like, he's a, you know, affectionate of that. And then it's like with a uh, Brock Lesnar and then having already beat him. And then that whole thing that happened with the whole attack thing. And then we have Paul Heyman back into it. And I, I honestly don't see, ah, I honestly don't see any other result 
than Undertaker taking back what he lost before in a title match that doesn't really uh, in a in a match that only matters that is Undertaker and somebody else. So I would really love for Undertaker to take this again. Undertaker to get his win back from WrestleMania yeah. 30. Jeff, the spotlight is on you, sir. Who is going to walk out the winner of Brock Lesnar Undertaker here at SummerSlam? Well, here's where not having Roman beat Brock at WrestleMania really hurts because you could have used Brock's whole beating the Undertaker thing to build a new star, and you didn't. And you know at some point Undertaker is going to win. It just depends on if you think there's going to be a third match at WrestleMania next year or not. Uh, I think Brock wins. Brock wins. And I think they rematch in April of or March of next year. If that were the case, if they were going to wrestle again at WrestleMania, then you'd Brock need a rubber match. two in a row. I guess. I, well, Brock yeah. would be winning two in a row at that point. It wouldn't be a rubber match. No. Like, it, it, with your yeah. way. Now, if, of course, Undertaker wins, then we got the rubber match at WrestleMania. That can make sense. But I don't see how if Brock Lesnar won two in a row that they could possibly build up a third match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm, was thinking somehow we have to get Undertaker to put his career on the line since that'll probably be his last match. Uh, I'm trying to you talk. Know, my, I'm trying to talk myself into undertaking Undertaker winning this, but you know I don't see what it does for Brock. All right, Marquia, go ahead. Yeah, you know what would have helped if they would have let Bray win against Undertaker because, mm-hmm. like, Bray is like a young. Well, he's not a young Undertaker, but he's like he's got that. It's the foundation is set, and yeah. if they had let that win happen, then. Lesnar could have easily won now. And then when you have that next match happening further on, then that would have worked. But it's like, I was, oh, I could not believe that they had Undertaker win over Bray last time. If that, if that had happened, it would have changed the dynamic moving forward. Yeah. And as an addendum, if, you know, Undertaker winning here or beating Brock does nothing for Brock breaking the streak. And it's so weird how they've booked all this stuff. It's certainly interesting. I wonder, like, because a lot of uh, the thinking going into this match is, again, what do we think they're going to do afterwards? Just looking at this in a vacuum and you have Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, it makes so much sense for Undertaker to get the win in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's been so weird that crowds have been booing Undertaker. And it wasn't just the show in Minneapolis this week. Like Undertaker, when he first came back and beat up Brock, the crowd was kind of negative to him uh, at the pay-per-view. Could that be a thing in New York where the crowd is more into Brock? than Undertaker, and could the result be uh, maybe be changed sometime during it? Maybe they just don't play it up afterwards. I don't know. I I see Undertaker winning just because I think they're going to do the re, you know the uh, the Undertaker gets his win back whole thing. Uh, you've convinced you've convinced me, Rob. I think Undertaker is going to win. I, I mean, I just think that there has gonna... to be a reset. There has to be. Yeah, yeah. they just they've they've kind of they've kind of screwed themselves with yes. it. So um, there has to be a reset. Well, that is the SummerSlam. That is NXT TakeOver, all these shows happening this weekend. Uh, Marquis, I want to thank you very much for hanging out with us uh, dur- you know, during this whole time and not leaving us in the first minute like other people may have. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I-, I do want to thank Chris, too, for joining us. He was trying, but an emergency came up, and he had to go, and he's been very apologetic, and it's quite all right, but I want to thank Chris for coming. But Marquia, thank you so much. You were... Uh, you are absolutely a refreshing guest because sometimes we talk about wrestling all these times and we're like nerds in the fact that we watch like, you know, NXT religiously and all the independent stuff. And we get in this bubble where we're not in tune with, 
you know, fans who always watch the SmackDown and Raws and know a lot about what's going on, but have a different perspective on what everything means. So I really want to thank you uh, for coming on and, and giving us your perspective. Hey, no problem. Uh, glad to be the palate cleanser, guys. Absolutely, you were. And, uh, and very refreshing indeed. Go ahead and tell the people uh, what, you're, uh, what you've been doing. Go ahead and promote the Twitter and all that stuff and, uh, and what you do out there in California. Oh, okay, great. Uh, like said before, the first part of it, I'm an After Buzz TV host. Uh, I do uh, wrestling. I love wrestling, obviously, if you follow the podcast up to this point. Uh, so for my Twitter, at Markeia McCarty, that's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Uh, also an improviser and a host, uh, voiceover artist, actor, all the all the stuff that happens for the L.A. people. I'm one of those L.A. people. Uh, so uh, if you're in the Hollywood area, I'm also part of a group called uh, Doctor Who Live. If you're interested in Doctor Who at all or even not but interested in improv, it's at I.O. West, uh, the second and fourth Saturdays of every month. And then also I host an all-female jam called the Lady Invitational. We are having our second, uh, no, it's our second anniversary, and it's happening September 8th at MSW Comedy in Hollywood. If you follow me on Twitter, I will have all this information there. I want to I thank you again because you were great on this show. I was not at all. So thanks for being patient with us. And Jeff was in uh, the Wisconsin I'm, Dells where I'm consistently consistent. He was just being consistent there. So uh, I'll, I'll plug Chris True's stuff real well, quick. We got, uh, yeah, go ahead and plug Chris True's stuff. Uh, you can follow him at Chris True. I believe he's also at Terp to it. Uh, he is a part of Anarchy Pro Wrestling and a part of Inspire Pro Wrestling and occasionally uh, does some stuff for with spandex. And Jeff, go ahead and uh, since since we have all this stuff uh, plugging, just go ahead and Jeff and you uh, you plug what you're doing. I'm Jeff Hawkins, and we're all out of time for today. Thanks everybody for listening to Shake Them Ropes 100. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.